Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Hello and welcome to another edition of Inside Supercars. Today we're joined by Mark Dutton as the twist in the supercars season continues to play out with reports that teams are looking like they're going to have to get to the Queensland border or get across the Queensland border to be able to set up so they then can head on to the Northern Territory after the Northern Territory today announced that they are calling hotspots in Sydney as a zone like Victoria that will require a mandatory 14-day quarantine. We do talk to Mark Dutton about that and more. Other news in supercars at the moment. Well, we've got a new race director well, an acting race director, as it uh, turns out, as Tim Schenken, who'd stayed in Victoria, has not got permission to cross the border. So the deputy race director, James Taylor, will step up into the top role. He has a wealth of experience having done the Liquid Molly 12 hours over the last couple of years. So if uh, he is anything like the previous deputy director, who now is the race director for Formula One. I'm sure there will be no problems with racing this weekend either. So interesting times ahead for the Supercars fraternity and we're joined now by Mark Dutton, Holden Racing Team. And Dutto, we are living in interesting times to say the very least. Thanks for joining us. Mate, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, yeah, certainly are. Obviously, the times are changing by the minute. So uh, yeah, we're, we're rolling with it. It's getting ready for a second round at Sydney Motorsport Park. In in your time, have you ever done not just the same racetrack twice uh, in a year, but the same tra- racetrack back-to-back? No, never. Uh, we, we discussed that. So it's, it's a really interesting one for all the teams because, you know, after a race weekend, you clearly have debriefs and say, um, you know, what you did well, what you could have done better, what you yeah, could have, should have, would have done. Um, this is the first opportunity for teams to come back. Um, and the big difference that uh, <clears throat> from coming back later in the year to the same track is uh, generally the weather conditions have changed quite a lot, and that makes a huge difference with, with race cars. Um, so the weather you know, might be a little bit colder, uh, but you know, on, the, on the sort of the global scale, it, it's going to be very, very similar. So this is sort of uh, unprecedented uh, in my time of supercars. Um, so it's exciting. It's an exciting challenge um, uh, for the engineers. Uh, now the rules are slightly different uh, with regards to there's a night race and there's different uh, uh, tyres, etc. Uh, just to just to further keep uh, keep the teams uh, on their toes. Now, with what's happened in Sydney, we've already seen the Victorian teams make a dash for the border. In in your opinion. What would happen if you guys got down there and then Queensland closed the border? Yeah, um, clearly it wouldn't be ideal, but it's one of those things that uh, if, if that happens while we're down there, you just, you just have to deal with it. You just have to roll with it. You know, we, we want to go racing and if, 
if that means that uh, that was to happen and we'd have to quarantine for two weeks after it, well, we'd just have to do it. Um, <clears throat> It would mean the turnaround for the next, because Darwin's supposed to be the next event. Um, so uh, with the amount of travel time we have, it, uh, it, it, it gets it to be extremely, extremely tight to be able to, to have the cars ready. And, uh, you know, simple things that uh, you'd probably need a different truck driver to drive it up because they wouldn't quite be out of their, out of their quarantine before they have to, have to head up just because of the time it takes to drive up. So, um, you know, the Victorian teams are already, um, living away from home, etc. They're already, you know, a lot of respect to the effort they're putting in. That's fantastic. So, if uh, if we had to go into quarantine, as I said, while it's not ideal, um, you know, we're definitely up for that because uh, you know we're we're committed to 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 the to the category. Everyone involved, the fans, you know, the the sponsors. Um, yeah, it's it's something that we'd would do whatever it takes. Would it be something where, assuming that? assuming nothing got bent, could you prep the cars, like stay an extra day or two days in Sydney, prep the cars for Darwin there and then go and do the isolation or supercars just cannot work like that? No, I think that's what we'd need to do. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've, we've looked at it as an option and, uh, and definitely that, uh, that's what we'd look at doing, yeah, spend an extra two days uh, – <clears throat> In the garages there, um, yeah, we've already got. As long as you haven't had, um, you know, massive shunts throughout the weekend, and even if you have, um, Sydney's in the middle of uh, Australia with regards to, you know, equidistant pretty much from Melbourne and and, and Queensland, so Brisbane. So uh, if teams had to get extra parts from their base, etc., you could get that, you know, sort of in a day. Um, so no, I think that's exactly what you do. You turn them around. Um, you'd start sending it to Darwin. That's where you'd have to bring in that second truck driver because obviously um, you'd have to get it, say, to the Queensland border and then get get uh, get a truck driver who hasn't been in New South Wales to, to then drive uh, drive it the rest of the way to Darwin um, and then quarantine for the two weeks. The, the, the team, apart from obviously the different truck driver driving it up, um, and then, yeah, we, we fly up when we, we get the green light. Um, yeah, we'll, as I said, we'll do whatever it takes. Would moving Darwin, because there was already this talk about maybe having two races up in Darwin anyway, would moving yep. it closer to Sydney and maybe asking you guys to go straight Sydney, Darwin, do whatever you need to do to get through quarantine in Darwin, then do the two race meetings, whether it be weekend apart or back-to-back, before you then go back to Queensland to quarantine and, and potentially uh, the Melbourne teams go back home, it, it, it's a big it's a big ask for everyone. I don't think uh, thinking out loud. Um, <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think uh, the NT government or Darwin would be super keen on that option. Um, while we're trying to say that you know we're in a bubble because we will be at Sydney Motorsport Park, the more you're moving about. Um, and trying to say we'll quarantine later, we'll quarantine later. In that scenario, you just put forward. I, I I don't think that's as good as the other scenario where if we had to quarantine, you you service the cars, you get them gone, you you, you work out hey which truck drivers or hire someone or whatever you do to make that happen. Um, you're only trying to find you know per team, you're trying to find one person, um, and then. And then you get your quarantine done. Darwin is when it is. You finish quarantine just before you have to fly up. 
um, happy days. As we said, this is all things <laughs> that ideally you don't have to do, but if you do, you do. It's one of those things uh, I know talking to people like yourself, we're talking at 5.07 on the 15th of July. Yeah. At 5.09, everything could be completely different. The world could have completely changed. 100%. And it's not in our control. And we're sport. Um, you know, we're trying to we're trying to deliver the sport for, for the, as I said, the teams, the sponsors, the fans, and, uh, and we'll do what it takes. And the Victorian teams, I think, have already shown um, you know, their commitment uh, to the category and the fans. So there's a, for a lot of respect to them, uh, what, they're, what they're doing, because that's not easy. Um, and it's not normal. It's, uh, it's not like we're normally away for that, that extended amount of time. So it, it, is, uh, it is really good what the sacrifices they're making. Um, and hey, if us Queensland teams need to do uh, a similar thing, the same thing, whatever, uh, as I said, it, we'll, we'll do what it takes. We'll do what it takes to, to go racing. How many times would you have gone to a .gov website before coronavirus and <laughs> how many times a day do you go to health.gov now? Yeah, exactly. So clearly you're looking at that, you're, um, the, the news, um, just trying to, trying to keep track on things. And, 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 but in the same time, I'm trying not to um, spend too much time on notes because we've got a, you know, Roland's usually – Usually across that and has his finger on the pulse. So, um, yeah, we just we just work towards a plan, and the current plan is we're racing in in Sydney. So we're full steam ahead on that. Even with the all these things, balls in the air and changeable things, we just um, we just need to stay, remain focused and say, look, our job right now is to prepare for Sydney, um, and then we'll we'll look at the next one. Of course, um, we do plan for for future events and make sure that we're we're ready. But at the same time. If you spent all your time just checking the website and trying to be up to the to the second with what's happening, you wouldn't get anything else done. <laughs> and I was wondering, have you had to have that chat to the guys and go, there is a whole lot of stuff going on outside these walls, but right now we need to stay inside inside the four walls, as the, the footballers like to say. Oh, most definitely. Um, you know, Roland, basically uh, every week or so, we'll have uh, – have a full um, team get together. It's funny we do it. We used to do it in the cafe, um, but now we uh, at work. Uh, but now we do it on the workshop floor, just so you can have the social distancing. Even though Queensland obviously still doing very well with the numbers, we're still very very vigilant on uh, on you know all of the the steps you're supposed to do. You know the the distance, the washing your hands, etc. So yeah, Roland keeps uh, keeps the whole team across it, and we all communicate very well about what is happening. And everyone knows that um, for sure um, things are changing by the minute, as we've said. Yeah, and, and everybody, even though we've got reduced numbers going racing, everybody needs to be prepared to go racing. Um, should should something happen, you know, if if someone gets a cold and it's winter, um, yeah, they might not have COVID, but it's uh, they're yeah, if they're symptomatic, then uh, uh, you're not going to the race. So everyone has to be on 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 standby, ready to go at the drop of a hat. Uh, we're on standby with, um, you know, your whole lives. You can't plan anything um, because you know race meetings are changing this and that. But um, end of the day, we're talking about race meetings changing. A lot of other people in these crazy COVID times, you know, in Australia, let alone around the world, are going through a lot more than. Than uh, than us with just scheduling changes. So 
um, yeah, we're we're doing what we what we can because um, yeah, for a lot of businesses, supercars is as a as a whole is no different. It uh, it takes a big toll, and yeah, we want to make sure that we're doing what we can. To, to get through the other side. Well, let's talk some racing now and uh, preparations. <laughs> the the Sydney Motorsport Park, we, we did touch on it, going back to the same track, but yep. so many variables. Tyre yeah. combinations, we've got the racing, timing, scheduling, and also the one curveball that comes now is a new race director who, whilst he's been the deputy for a while, Everyone has a different way of reading a certain situation and making a decision from it. So there yeah. are a couple of interesting little changes there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so he, he, he's been the race director at the, the last couple of Bathurst 12 hours um, and, and done an amazing job. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't think uh, there's any issues. As you said, there, there could be some differences, but um, – based on his performance for being um, not in the support role but the main role at the Bathurst 12 hour, uh, you know, it's got total faith that uh, he'll, he'll, do a, he'll do a fantastic job, um, just like Tim has for, for a very long time. So um, as, as we've been saying before, you know, everyone's got to be so adaptive and this is just a, another one of those uh, scenarios. Yeah, and considering where the last deputies ended up, there's obviously uh, no problem with that uh, doing that role. No, 100%. 100%. What about the, now the tyres? And the it seems like that strategy last time where you had to put on some old tyres could become critical in putting some old tyres on again if you want to go for glory perhaps when you've got that good qualifying and, and try and put all your eggs in one basket. Is that something that is viable for a team that's right up the front? Yeah, it's really interesting. So, I mean, there's... There's been a lot of scenarios we've been running through um, because yeah, you, you, you can't um, expect um, to to win every race, yeah, um, and not that you ever expected that, but uh, sometimes it was possible if you had a good car and you qualified well, you never had to pick which race you were going to compromise more than another one because the the tire supply. Um, now you do, um, but everyone does. So, yeah, the difference is clearly is that um, if you're not a championship contender, um, you're in the amazingly fortunate position that you can you can throw big Hail Marys um, and instead of in the past where if you, if you did a, a, you know, an, an alternate strategy, um, you know, you, you're performing and, and instead if you were usually finishing P15, maybe you get a, get an, a, a great P6 or even a P10 and be happy with that. But now... Yeah, some of some of those um, those out there situations and, and strategies means that you could win the race, mm. um, which which is great. It's great for the sport. It's great for the, great for the fans. It it further complicates um, uh, the teams in a championship contention to say, okay, well, how can you best cover all the different scenarios? Um, it's extremely difficult because you don't know what people are going to do, um, and. And it's really interesting. I know what I would do if I was, um, maybe I shouldn't say, if, if, uh, if you were a team, uh, especially remember there's no single car teams anymore. Everyone's got at least two cars. Um, and if your, your cars aren't in championship contention, um, there's some, some actually some really obvious ways where you can, can stack races to give yourself the, the best opportunity. Mm. And 
<laughs> and of course, you, uh, you're only three events into this year. So theoretically, everyone's still in championship contention. Realistically, it might not be, but mathematically, there wouldn't be too many people yeah. that don't have a chance. <laughs> No, hundred percent, and and and. But for me, you'd have to go. Um, look, um, if if you're someone who in the past, uh, whether you're new or in the past, yeah, new to the, the category, you know, there's a few rookies there, or if uh, or if you're someone who typically doesn't uh, get to the end of the year and be be challenging for the for the top step, um, you just you just go hard, go hard, go for the win. Uh, there's some big glory races. Yeah, we've got a. A fantastic night race on Saturday. Um, so yeah, there's there's some amazing opportunities, and then you might find yourself that hang on, come the end of the year, if you've got a couple of wins under your belt, and the, the way the point structure goes, it does give you extra points for winning, as I believe it should. Um, and yeah, you might uh, you might go hold the phone. Uh, I'm I'm in with a chance for the for the big trophy. So uh, it's it's. It's very exciting and very challenging at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also probably a bit stressful, um, if not at the if not doing your day to day job is normally, then certainly with home pressures and families all going, what could happen once you get out of uh, the bubble in Adelaide uh, in uh, Queensland? So it's tough times for everyone, and uh, we like to thank you, Mark Dutton, for your time today here on Inside Supercars. Not a stress at all. Thank you for the time. That's all we have time for this time round on Inside Supercars. I hope you can join us later today when we have some big news for a young driver in the Super 2 field. Until then, let's keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.